0: Welcome to the Business Legends podcast, where we interview business leaders and entrepreneurs so that you can learn from their successes, pump up your own inspiration, and learn about the people that make change happen. I'm the host of the show, Reese Arlen. Next to my co-host, my bestie, the Numero Uno, Christian Webb. Say hello. I want to let y'all know he never does that clap check. It must I, be because we're across professional You know, I'm just trying. To, I'm just trying to get my game together. I even brought today. I even brought the background, which I've missed the last three, which I I, I conveniently didn't mention. He's been the stressed podcast, you know, like. it, it is what it is. It's all the small things that make the big that's difference. Right. We appreciate it. I mean, the clap
1: was well done. The cla- you thank know, you. It, thank both you. your hands came together at the same time, and that's really key.
0: So you got that right. <laughs> yeah. That is awesome. Uh, today we are joined. <laughs> today we are joined by Jared Latch and Tim Fair with Spiracle Buzz. Guys, good morning. Thank you so much for joining us. Spherical media. Spherical media. Yeah. Spherical media. Okay, so where do you pick Spirical that back buzz up. up. Oh, yeah, spherical oh. <laughs> buzz, spherical media. So find them on the web at sphericalbuzz.com, right. but they are actually spherical media. My apologies. But hey, we get extra plugs by doing it that way. Exactly. So, um, gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us this morning. We're, so you guys are both news anchors. What it's what is it like to be with to be with just regular old podcast dudes like us compared to your to compared to your background of amazing mm-hmm. news media?
2: I mean, I wouldn't say it's that great of a background, but um, <laughs> but no, it's it's awesome. It's good to be with you guys today. I think uh, it's fun to be able to have a moment to talk business with people for sure, sure. Um, and with fellow business owners, that's exciting. So yeah, it's it's good to be with you guys.
0: Absolutely. So so tell um, our listeners about spherical Media, SpiritualBuzz um, and tell us a little bit about how you guys got into business and what you guys do for business. Well, it goes back about twelve years, maybe a little bit longer than that. Uh, Tim and I, as,
1: as mentioned, we're both in a local TV game here in Charlotte. That's how we met each other because it's a very close-knit circle of, of people when you're in the media. And as we got talking, you know, the aspirations early on were to continue to go to different markets, continue to climb the ladder, get these bigger and better jobs that are supposedly out there. Mm-hmm. And what we got to talking about is how much we love Charlotte. And so as we continued to go down that path, we said, well, what can we use that we're currently engaged with and for us, as sports anchors, we were dealing with athletes and technology and all these platforms that were taking off, like Facebook and Twitter, they were they were still on the upward curve. Sure. And we were looking at how they were using these platforms, and they didn't need us as much as they used to. Mm-hmm. They, they would use us as a secondary resource if they needed to amplify a message. But primarily, they had all the control. Right. We used to say, become your own media outlet. They had that power. So we said, well, how do we... Get in this game a little bit. We're already connected to some of these athletes, and and that was the initial step that we took. The idea that we we figured that hey, let's go forward with this was in the social media space and working with athletes. Wow! And then a couple of years down the line, you know, we made a the whole business term pivot. Right. And we went to all video content, which we were already doing, which felt naturally with our storytelling background. Makes sense. And then you fast forward to today and a lot of, of iterations in between, mm-hmm. and
0: that's where we have this version of spiritual media. Yeah, that's incredible. Can, can you, um, and it's okay if you can't, because I know that over the course of 12 years, there's many moments ups and downs in, in a business, but um, was there any moment that was kind of like your break when, when something happened? Um, maybe you were working with a certain athlete or something like this, um, and something happened where it really just took your business to the next level.
2: So there's a couple things. One, I, I mean, our first client out of the gate in the athlete world was Steph Curry. So it was oh, a great amazing. first client to have. Yep. Uh, Steph was awesome. That does it make sense? With. Davidson, I, yeah, get, it. I exactly. get it. I get a Strong connection. There. Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. we used to cover Steph back in the day when we were sports I love Steph. Got to know him really well, and so we approached him with the idea. He liked it a lot. He jumped on board, and so we ran his social media for his first three years in the league. Oh wow! It's amazing. So that was an awesome experience for us. It got us a lot of notoriety And that way. We were able to walk into you know businesses here in Charlotte and say, "Hey, we're working with Steph Curry." And that obviously garnered weight so that was a good help in the beginning but I would say to be honest the real pivot or exciting point was a real negative we got fired by one of our biggest uh, social media clients Uh, it was a staffing company here in town we went in there, <laughs> this is a good story, we went in with a birthday cake for our client because it was his birthday. Oh no. And he had planned on firing us that day and he didn't know oh, we were in the birthday oh, cake, showed oh, with the cake, oh, really oh. excited, happy birthday. And he's like, yeah, by the way, just so you know, we're going in a different direction. Wow. Let's just go. And we walk out of that uh, meeting and you know, instead of being dejected or down, I said, all right, listen, let's go have lunch. This is gonna be a good thing in the long run. And so we all right. went out to lunch. And literally that was the moment in which we turned the company from social media websites and video to all video. Wow. And, and we had just made a hire maybe a week or two earlier, uh, who is our chief creative officer now, Dave Kernodel, Um and he really helped define the vision for our video side and, and the quality of what we were gonna do. Um, and that really set us off on a path to grow. Yeah. And, and I think if we had stayed in that social media website space, we would've just been drowned out. I think this allowed us to really differentiate ourselves. We were early in the video space. We had a background in, in broadcasting and journalism, so that differentiated us in the space. And so that's really what's allowed us to grow to where we are now. Yeah. So the real question, did you leave the cake? Did leave the cake? We did yes. leave the cake. And I have since run into Brian years later and said he owes me a cake. And so uh, we're still friends to this day. Sure, uh, He's definitely brought us back in on other projects and stuff. So yeah. uh, that was another good lesson in not burning bridges and still being able to keep those relationships You going. should write a book about that, Leaving the Cake. That's yeah. right.
1: That was a chapter. We've looked at, at writing a book before, <laughs> Yeah. you know, throughout the years and, and just the sample case studies of things, and the cake would definitely be a part <laughs> That's of the right. story.
0: It, it is a key moment, like you asked, yeah. along the path. Um, it, it's so amazing. You know, we, we end up, and it's, it's very rare that we get the opportunity to speak to with other people that are in the marketing space on Business Legends. Um, we end up with people, all different types of sure. business, you know. Um, but what I've found is that sometimes blessings really do come in disguise. You know, believe it or not, the same exact thing happened to us. Our biggest client um, went a different direction. Um, again, still, still very good relationship with them and everything like that. But um, they were monopolizing my time, and as a consequence of that, I wasn't able to do things that help us grow the business and, and work on different things like that. And um, it, it's amazing because you know it was this, it was this blip the speed bump of oh you know we don't have this revenue coming in but then it was like you know the next thing you know within a month we had ten contracts that were that were far superseding the value of the one because of yeah. monopolizing our And clients. it's
2: fun to be able to say that now at the moment for sure. it feels like the most Awful. stressful thing you've ever gone through. Absolutely. You know? and your heart your heart flats out. Of, yeah, yeah, right. And then you get to the other side of it and now looking back on it you can see it as a positive. Mm-hmm. Going through it is tough. Yeah. I mean, for sure. Yeah and
1: I think what it teaches you as well as you go and get on and more years of experience on the business side, you can negate some of those harmful experiences mm-hmm. and be proactive sure where you know hey this is gonna be harmful to the company or this isn't the best project or our team is not gonna have a good time with this right are we setting ourselves up for success and I don't think you ask those questions right at least not that bluntly unless you've been through it yeah and yeah. you see what it does and you see the other side
0: yeah which is more important so uh, quick question so do you think if you knew what you knew now you would have went back, you would have canceled that contract and went that direction or do you think you would have held on to it until it
2: canceled? No, I think we would have held on to it until it canceled. Yeah. I think um, at That's the time, okay. it was allowing us to pay all of us salaries. It sure. was us, allowing us to grow and learn. It allowed us to make that first hire of Dave, mm-hmm. which we never would have been able to make uh, if we hadn't had that contract, right? Exactly. So that was secure monthly recurring revenue, mm-hmm. which we're in a business now, when we made the pivot to video, it's very project-based. Mm-hmm. And so it's not as recurring. Now we work with partners a lot and we recurringly work with them, but they're not on the hook. They, they right. could go elsewhere if they wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, and so at the time, to have that recurring revenue it allowed us to at least make decisions and give us some freedom. Mm-hmm. If we had let that go beforehand, I don't know that we would have had the freedom to make decisions. Yeah, a lot of people, a
0: lot of people say they're like, they're like, oh man, I wish I wouldn't have done that. I'm, I'm a firm believer that I think all the steps, the bad ones and the good ones, mm-hmm. lead you to where you are today. And if you take one away, you're not going to be, you're not going to be exactly where you're at. Today.
1: And, it, and it wasn't a negative relationship. No. I mean, we we just, were learning yeah. and growing, and there were so many more positives. And yeah. it just at that moment, they felt like they needed something else. Mm-hmm. Sure. That I don't think worked out as well as they would have wished on their side, right? But that's a moot point. But for us, it was about the experience and the learning. Yes, because the all those things come together in in some sort of sequential order. Yeah, and they all work for where you're going to go and right. what are you going to do with them? How are you going to bottle them up? Are you just going to yeah. throw them away? You're going to learn from them and get
0: better. Mm-hmm. And you can't do that if you miss on those experiences. This is a great point for young entrepreneurs. Like, really, like a lot of people don't start businesses because they're scared of not knowing how to do what they're trying to start, and it's like. That's so backwards. Mm-hmm. I love Jared's face there. He's like <laughs> the, the only way to learn that the yes. only way to learn it and I tell my six year old this is oh you oh,
1: you to so experience much like Christian. it and you you to so have like repetition. <laughs> yeah. That's the only way to learn. Yeah. I mean it really is. And, and went through on a basketball note, a tough loss last night for mm-hmm. Davidson against mm-hmm. Charlotte, but conversation this morning was if you don't do things where there's a chance to lose or fail, then you also have no chance to win. Right. So you've got to get in the center ring. Yeah. You know, can you get knocked out? Sure. But you got to take that chance. And then how do you respond? Yeah. But if if there's no chance to win, that means, you know, those things have to work together. You don't plan to lose or fail, but
0: it's part of everything. Jerry, do right. you, you do voice training? I need some training. You need some that. training? <laughs> I can, I can voice it. His voice is so chocolate. Crazy. We can talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, I, I tell this story often. I've probably told it a couple times on Business Legends, too. But when we first got into business, um, Chris and I are very similar people. We have very, very similar outlooks and whatnot. But as personalities go, um, he's more like head always in the clouds, and I'm very grounded rooted in in life and things like that and so he's always pushing me to to grow in that way, learn things that I don't know, and I'm always trying to like pull him down. But no, we can't do that type of thing. So it you create this um, this business tension, and it's it's really served us well. It's, it almost creates a trampoline for a business. Yeah, it hurts my back, really. Right. <laughs> <laughs> here's another here's another side note on you this. Got a good <laughs> car <carpet>. so, <yeah. laughs> so he knows so he knows that just my personality. If he if he like commends commends me, oh, you've done a really great job. It's it's not that I'll slack off, but I won't do as good as if he's like if he's, he's like hard Yeah, hard on me, like you know, suck or whatever. And so every day he's like he's like, Oh what are you doing for work today? I know you're just doing nothing today, just just sitting there and, <laughs> and all of a sudden like eleven things get done before lunch and you know <laughs> whatever else. But um so I'll never forget the, the facial expressions he gave me when, when five years ago we got into business and he would he'd come into my office and he'd I would just see this smirk on his face and just as soon as I saw it and keep in mind we've been best friends for I don't know 15 years or whatever and uh, and I, I just look at him and go no. Whatever you're about to say, the answer is no to yeah, it. I've already said yes. <laughs> he's like, he's like, well, we're gonna get paid this to
1: do it. I'm like, all right,
2: <laughs> I guess we're gonna do it. So sounds
1: like a very
0: similar, uh,
1: similar situation. Oh yeah. yeah. All yeah. If yeah. we were
2: sitting in the opposite seats, then we would be right across from each other. Wow. Yeah. That's so, incredible. Yeah. I, I mean, so we um, we run Spherical on EOS. I don't mm-hmm. know if you guys have come across that yet, mm-hmm. uh, entrepreneur operating system. And so in that in that system, there are two roles. There's the visionary and the integrator and um, very much so it defines those two roles and so Mm -hmm. in our company I play the visionary role, Jared plays the integrator role and it's it's amazing because we would get nothing done without Jared and similarly I think we would not be pushed as much if I hadn't pushed too so I think Mm -hmm. the relationship that yin and yang that you guys are talking about you know, before we were running EOS, that's how we operated. Wow. And, and it's yeah. definitely about how much our relationship has been. And then you read, there's a book called Rocket Fuel that literally talks about this relationship. And it as we both read it, we were like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Oh, yeah, that, that, that does mm-hmm. happen. And so it really is a important relationship for a business to be able to grow. Because if you're always in the clouds and not getting anything done, you're just gonna be spinning your wheels. If you're always just trying to get things done and not looking up and seeing where to go, then you're just gonna be stuck at the point that you're at. And so Mm -hmm. those two working together really allows you to grow but in a healthy fashion, rather than just growing too fast and burning out like a star or just staying straight and flat. And so we've been very open about that with our relationship in in how we both operate And, and knowing, to your point, each other's buttons and how to push, not maybe necessarily to the negative point of yeah. yeah. <laughs> this but the <laughs> idea that you know what's going to make somebody else be on board or excite them. But then also knowing that you got to check yourself sometimes too, sure. because you can't get too excited about something that's crazy. Yeah, and and being open and honest about that, I think, has been really beneficial for our relationship. I'm to write that down. US yes, systems. yes, yes. Check go that out. Out.
0: Um, We're going to take a little break, um, get some get some more coffee, and then we'll come back to it. And we're back. Um, so, <laughs> so on the, on the subject of um, of positive start um, and two for two and things like that. There's this great YouTube video. It was done by a guy that was like the, he was a high-ranking general or um, corporal in the, in the Navy. And he talks about the importance of making your bed every day. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you guys have I've seen it. Yeah, I think, I think that you yeah. uh, knew exactly what I was talking about. But he talks about every day that you, that you wake up, no matter how good of a day you're having, bad of a day, if you've slept in, if you've gotten up early, if you have stress going on or whatever, the first thing you must do is make your bed. Because once you've made your bed, you've accomplished your first task. Um, for the day, and you've and you've set your life in order. Now I don't listen to that, so I never make my bed. I was going <laughs> <say, laughs> actually makes the yeah. bed, right? I'll say, I've I say I Yeah, there you go. There Take you ever make
2: the bed? Yeah, no yeah.
0: So, but I feel the same way. Um, Dennis son over here, but I feel the same way about brushing my teeth. Success. I don't, I don't. Think, yeah, but I don't. But I mean, I know that's a little, a little silly thing, but I don't. My, I don't feel like my day has started until I have brushed my teeth. And sometimes he'll call me before I before I brush my teeth. I'll be I like, hey, I gotta brush my teeth. teeth. Like I go away. So <laughs> he doesn't even remember the conversation. No. My brain, I'm not a brain
2: person. So, so with like,
0: with the industries always changing, what do y'all see coming coming in the future for videography?
2: You can take this one. No, that's, a loaded, yeah, that, <laughs> loaded. that's a loaded question.
1: <laughs> yeah. As far as the future of, of the industry. I, I think what's interesting is that there are so many different options. Yeah. And it's not so it's, much with the video itself. I think you can only go so many ways with the video. Sure. But it's how it's used and what platforms are utilized. You know, how are people engaging with the video? Right. Is it a more immersive experience? Can they choose their own adventure? You know, what are they doing with their phone when they see it? Yeah. You know, where is it being seen? Oh I, th- God, I think... He's about to say it, by the way. I, I think it's know. just... There's, there's so many different options. Yeah. Of, yeah. of what you can do. And formats. And, and those things have changed sure. for the most part. I don't think, I don't think story has changed... Right. We could we could go way back since yeah. humans were roaming the earth telling each other stories and passing sure. those down. That storytelling is storytelling. Now can you do it in a more visually stunning way? Yes. I think those are more incremental changes. Yeah. But the technology is a more vast change. Mm-hmm. There's more rapidity to it. And so it's how are we using it? Are we really on the front end too for our partners which is which are our clients? Are we diagnosing the best way to maximize value mm-hmm. take this content take these stories put it where they need to be so it resonates with their audience yeah. and I think the interesting part on audience as well is that there's different behaviors mm-hmm. and there's so many different platforms sure so you can't drill down in, in one way I think yeah. it's the same as a marketing approach right now there's not a magic bullet right there are four or five prongs to a marketing approach and they all have to work together because There's all these different behaviors. It's a really interesting time, but I think it's an exciting time. Tim, you want to add to that?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think the one that we get a lot of times is quality, right? So is user-generated content better? Is high-end, really nice-looking, quality video, storytelling, any of those kind of pieces, what is better, right? And I think, to Jared's point, it's the use case that that determines that. I don't think that... You know, automatically because we do high-end, great video stuff. That user-generated content is crap. I think that there's a place for it. There are use cases for it. I know when I'm on Instagram and I see something that, you know, somebody shot with a product that they used themselves, even though they might not have used it themselves, but they've been hired to show me that they used themselves. But I get engaged in that. Whereas maybe if it was a really professional video of that product, I might not have gotten engaged. So mm-hmm. there are use cases I think where it matters and where it, it makes sense. And I don't think every single company and every single product or service needs to do high-end video. But I think when there are the right cases, I think it really does help. And, and so it's really looking at dialing down to what's the best solution for what you're trying to accomplish. Have y'all found
0: that anything's changed in like, this is going to be a loaded word. Um, so engage, engagement, but not the engagement as in like they're just messing with an ad, but like the fact that now your audience is able to actually engage with commercials and engage with videos, like do stuff on them. Like, do you want do you want to see this ad or do you want to see this style of ad? It's the same product, sure, two different versions. Are so y'all starting to see where the actual audience is engaging with your videos and making? the next thing happened
2: yeah and I mean I think uh, there's a couple things choose your own adventure like Jared talked about so similar to what you're saying a lot of uh, different video options that you have that you know you can go down the the tunnel of about a product right so you can get to the end of a short video 15 seconds and then they could choose to continue to follow that path and go down more or maybe they're like "Eh, I want to exit the off-ramp here and so you can see where those paths and journeys are happening now that you never used to be able to see. Yeah. So I think that's one big place. And then the other thing that I don't think a lot of people do, especially in the video space, is A-B testing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a expensive thing to do because you're having to produce multiple videos. But when you do it correctly, and maybe you've you know, done one shoot, but then you've edited it in multiple ways, you can play that out and see what's working best. Put a little bit of money behind that A B test, and then once you see what's working best, then yeah. put some gas behind the one that they is. may think
0: it's too much money. But I mean, A B testing, if, right. if, it, if you can find what actually works in one run instead of wasting it, it an saves money. Yeah. 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 yeah, especially if it's a sustained
1: run. Yeah. But I think something tangential to what we're talking about in trends is in our approach to what people are going to find engaging and what resonates with them. Mm-hmm. And I think if you go back even five to seven years, because stuff changes. You used to be able to feed the consumer what you wanted them to hear. So you could say, here's what it is, buy this for these reasons, and, and here's a talking head that's going to talk directly to you. Right. It doesn't resonate with people anymore. They want to see themselves in the characters. They want to understand why is that product going to better my life. Mm-hmm. It, it's sort of flipped in the way the messaging is. People are turned off by the, the salesy approach. So right. you can use story, you can wield that power of story, but you've got to adjust it. You know, it's really built on these characters, how you develop them. Do I see myself in that person? Mm -hmm. They're going through the same experience. They've got the same amount of children. They've done whatever professionally. Mm -hmm. But I see myself in them, and then it resonates with me. Yeah, I would
2: say authenticity is the second piece of that. Because, you know, if you try to weave that story and it comes across as fake, hokey, whatever... People sniff that out much faster now than they ever did before, and mm-hmm. so if you're telling authentic stories about you know whether your product or service is going to help them, um, that's when you can really connect. Whereas if you're really trying to push out marketing slogans and campaigns that are very you know in your face, it, it does seem to backfire now.
0: Sure, makes perfect sense. Um, there's a there's a great book. Um, it's called Gosh, I, I I can never remember the name of it, but. I'll tell very you the helpful. premise of it. Yeah, yeah, no, it
2: was a great book. Cool. Um, but It'll be in the notes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll put it in the We'll yeah. put it on Amazon. In right. the right. Yeah, right. right. Book yeah, list. Yeah, the right. The books make book we're this
0: podcast. The one, the one book. Um, but it talks about, um, five to seven years ago, it talks about the Apple method, Apple computers. And it talks about how um, before Apple, the way that typically a, a big corporation would advertise their product would be, on the same way that you would sell a car: feature, function, benefit. Here's your here's your product. Here's the feature. Here's the function. Here's the benefit. Right? And then Apple went reverse. They started on the benefit, and they went they so instead of taking a, an outside in approach, they took an inside out approach. And they said, um, they said, well, Steve Jobs when he said, "This is going to change your life," and he didn't. he don't know if it's a computer or, in this case, it was it was probably an iPod mm-hmm. back then, um, but he said this is going to change your life and then it kind of captivates the audience and lo and behold, what's well, the most expensive company ever pretty much, you know? So um, very interesting how, how things change and how we have to, we have to migrate the message. Um, kind of to, to pivot as Jared put it earlier, um, how, does this, how does this affect you guys internally? So, um, you know, everybody ever since COVID it seems like has had these extraordinary employment challenges, I'll say. And, you know, we have HR, we have benefits, we have things like, um, you know, keeping our salaries competitive with other people in the market. Um, How how has that affected you guys? Um, And does that go to the end user? Does it seem like you have to increase the price for the same thing? Or um, how do you guys adapt to challenges like that? It's a great question.
1: And there's a lot of layers to it. Of course. Because there are challenges with with people regardless in general. Mm -hmm. And for us, you know, our core focus is to evoke emotion by creating and telling stories. And so that's the number one thing that we try to stress with our team is is the work we're doing together. Mm-hmm. You know, are we are we getting better? Are we are we meeting that core focus? And then I think a big emphasis for us, especially going forward into next year, is mental and emotional health. And you've got to make sure your team is healthy. Yeah. Now the salary thing, sure. As as a business you have to look at that. And yep. there's there's only so much we can do but we've got to ensure the environment that they're in, that they find value in their work, in their teammates, in, in us as, as the owners of the company, that they feel this connectedness. Because if we lose that, it doesn't matter about the salary. Mm-hmm. doesn't matter about, they'll, they'll go shopping around in a moment. Mm-hmm. But our core team that we have, which is about 16 strong right now, is making sure that they're taken care of all around. Mm-hmm. Uh, last year probably dancing around your question, and I'll let Tim follow the rest as I go off on a tangent. (laughs) But we we started a care team function within our organization beginning of last year. And their responsibility, a couple individuals, because I got this idea and I said, hey, I I can't do it myself, so Mm -hmm. come talk to me. I'd love for a few people to step up. We had two individuals that came to me and said, hey, we'd love to lead this. And I said, this is fantastic. And so the function of that care team is both internal and external. So on the internal side, it's to do the things as, The simple things of celebrating a birthday different Mm -hmm. milestone if somebody's at home sick we want to send a meal over Uh, that they've lost a family member same sort of thing we're taking care of our people inside the house Mm -hmm. and then externally how can we go serve the community together Uh, we'll adopt some families at Christmas this year and and that stuff is powerful to me it brings people together it it does the right thing and and it's been cool to see our Christmas tree at around the holiday with Presents that are going to other families. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's a lot of things that work together, but we've got to get the people part right inside our house for them to have meaning. Yeah, you know, they want to be working towards something greater than themselves. How do we present that? That can be a challenge. You know, on the salary front, yes, as a small business, we can't win a arms race with salaries. Mm-hmm. We can't. It, it'll always outpace us. But we have to get to a fair point where we are constantly looking at that and figuring sure. out what's the market doing. But again, I think that the biggest part of that is. Is the value of individuals the work they're doing? Do they feel appreciated? Mm-hmm. You know, are they measured against something, and and do they find value in their teammates? And, and I think that's where it is for me. Yeah. Well, well said. What, what he
2: said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. what, 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 what could you add you out out to that? Right, that honestly, I, I mean. I mean, yeah, I think I think though, Jerry's right. We're not going to battle necessarily in the in the salary world. I mean, mm-hmm. if you want to go work for some big corporate, they're going to be able to pay you more than we can. Right. I'm, totally fine telling anybody that Mm -hmm. um but your quality of life could change yeah um you won't necessarily be in a small environment where you know every single person that's working in this office you know everything about them they know everything about you they're there for you when something you know goes down um and so that's the question that you have to ask yourself is is what do i want out of my quote unquote job, my mm-hmm. career. And and so, you know, we're still giving them opportunities to grow. Um and there was a time as business owners where you were like, I want to keep everybody here. I don't want anybody to leave. I'm gonna do anything I can to keep them here. Um I think COVID really matured us as business owners to realize that one, not everybody's gonna be able to stay forever. Right. One, because maybe the business isn't going to be doing as well because things like COVID happen. Mm-hmm. But two, people are going to want to change and maybe look for right. something different. And that's not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. And and so we're okay with that. And we're going to try and help people grow to the point that they can go on to that next thing that they want. And be proud of whatever they go on to do and, and try to help them get that next landing spot if that's the case. So it's um, it's definitely been a maturity as a business owner that we've seen specifically in the last two to three years, mm-hmm. that we've really realized, hey, it's okay if they go, and it's important that we keep really good relationships with everybody, Yeah, and uh, and we'll go from there. And so I think that has been a big change for us, and I think that's freed me up as a business owner to feel comfortable about change and newness and old people moving on, and whatever that looks like, and, and so that's sort that's of where we're at now. Yeah, that, that's
0: incredible. Um, as you guys were, were speaking, I always think about how many, no matter what you do for business, how many um, effects are mirrored um, in whatever you do for business, and on the point of you know, people moving on and they're wanting a different change and things like that, the first guy I ever hired, um, he moved on to an opportunity he couldn't pass up. I mean, it was an amazing opportunity for him. Uh, Two years ago, no, yeah. probably, plus or minus. And um, to your point of of um, maintaining a good relationship with these folks, um, we hired his wife six months ago. You know what I mean. So it, it kind of comes full circle like that. And then um, I'm big on culture, Jared, as well. And one of the things that um, I always say is, you know, if you give back, it's good for your heart. You know. And um, so one of the things that we do, um, we try to do quarterly. It's just what we try to do. Um, we're not always perfect at it. Nobody is. But um, quarterly, we try to do a philanthropic event with our with our employees. Um, here next month we'll do a Samaritan's Purse thing. And um my big thing is there's no reason you can't have fun while you're doing it. It's something that has been instilled in me ever since my old fraternity days and stuff like that. So we'll do a Samaritan's Purse thing. We might be out in the parking lot tailgating and I'll just leave it at that <laughs> beforehand type of thing and we just have a blast doing it. And it it um the the word that you use was connectivity and it's just a perfect word for that. You know, it makes everybody feel more connected with one another and um, and you're right. I mean, it's something that, that you know, as the listeners of the show can think about is, is how do you create a company culture that, that supports each other internally and externally with this that? This is a great transition because we're talking about HR. But, like, since culture is such a big part, you were telling me earlier over coffee. That y'all have actually started doing business, with, not just with marketing, but actually with HR departments. Mm-hmm. Can y'all tell me a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, there's a, there's a significant need there that goes around the, the challenges of, of hiring. Yeah, and the whole where did everybody go? You know, X amount mm-hmm. of people retired. Others switch industry. Others are in hiding. I don't know. I don't right. know where all these people well, are. All right. And no one does. No one yeah, can yeah. tell you. Uh, but with that, companies of all sizes are looking to attract and retain what they have, and mm-hmm. video is a powerful tool for that. For sure. Because it, it reinforces morale, number mm-hmm. one, and it also makes you look good to prospective hires. And yeah. so we've been working a lot with, across HR, communications, even PR, and marketing, they've sort of all combined forces in a way, yeah. at, at some level, where HR will bring us in, and we may work directly with them, or communications has an initiative, but it's tied to HR. Mm-hmm. These can be internal and external facing pieces. Uh, that, that's something that's never been in such high demand as it is now and it, it makes sense, but you want to use sure. the right tactic in videos at the top of that list for if you want to, you want to connect with somebody in a, in a strong way, showcase what you do and again, number two, keep the people you have. So right. they remember, okay, this is, this is why I work here. Yep. you know last week I was on, I had a couple of job interviews, but you've reminded me why I don't need to go anywhere right and video is a, a fantastic way to
2: do that. Yeah, the analogy I'll use is like right now with college football, NIL, right? Mm -hmm. So college coaches now have to go and spend their recruiting season recruiting new players, but also re-recruiting all of their mm-hmm. old players and yep. keeping them on on with them and not yep. going into the transfer portal, not leaving them. Right. And so that time now has completely changed and divided and split them up. And so they're going into living rooms of players that have already played for their team for a year and having to still reconnect with them and mm-hmm. re get them excited. Well, that's having to happen on the HR side. When we're at 3.6%, 3.5% unemployment, mm-hmm. we're really at the point where we're hiring the unemployable. Right, and so the people that you have that are good, you got to keep them. Right, and so you have to keep reminding them of why it's good to be where they are, mm-hmm. and, and so that's what a lot of these companies are doing. Yeah, it's brilliant. I think
0: you know, I think that kind of goes. This whole conversation went full circle because I think <laughs> that that will go. I think we're going to see a lot of that. I think we're going to see in the future. I think we're going to see a lot of companies um, focus on retention a lot, and you know, I think that up till this point. People, people take a direct approach to things a lot of times. So, for example, I have an issue with hiring. I put out more hiring ads, direct approach, you know, versus what you're talking about, which is we take an indirect approach. This company is amazing. We're going to connect with you. We're going to have your back or whatever else type of a thing. It's an indirect approach of retention. And um, I, I just love, well, love slash hate seeing the statistics on, on what happens and how much, a new employee costs an average company. It's insane. It's insane because if you just keep a keep an employee for an average of a month or two longer, I mean, your bottom line is affected very positively with that. So. Yeah, I think there'll be a cyclical nature to this as well, like yeah. everything.
1: Mm-hmm. It's just how how far will it or how fast will it come around? Sure. Uh, we've seen evidence already that people are already returning to jobs they left. Oh, right. Yeah. You know, within a short window. Yeah. Within a year or so, they've figured out. Oh no! What did I do? Right. I, I just felt like I needed to change, which is fine. Go do it and figure yeah. it out. But they've they've gone back. Yeah, to where they started.
0: You know, I'm I'm really curious what happens with this though. Like, I'm really so I've, I've thought about that a lot. When you have when you have a situation where, like you said, people go back to their old jobs, I always wonder if there's any like bad blood or distrust as a as a consequence of this. And it pledge depends case by case. It does. Yeah. I
2: think you know it's funny. I my wife has been in marketing as well, and she's been at different agencies and. And the known thing at at larger agencies was you had to leave to be able to come back and make more money. Oh, yeah. If you stayed at the agency and tried to climb through the the ranks, Mm -hmm. you got smaller pay raises. But if you left and went to another agency and then came back, your pay raise was exponentially better. Wow. So so I think that still could play a role, especially in this tight market when you get some talent back, you're going to... You know, still pay them pretty well, yeah. and and so that is happening too. I think you create
1: leverage, natural leverage, by right. leaving and coming back. I mean, that's sure. when we talked about salaries earlier. Starting salary is crazy. Yeah, for people with no experience, mm-hmm. you know, it, it shouldn't be as high as it is. Right, but they demand the salary, and your first response is, "Well, what have you actually done?" Right, they, they haven't done anything professionally. Right, but yet you're forced in a lot of ways. If you want them, you have to pay that salary, and that it. It screws up the whole ladder for sure in terms of what you're trying to do. Yeah. So that is a small business challenge. Corporates can do whatever they want, and then they then they cut ten thousand jobs and they don't think anything about it. They can fix. They can be more nimble. Yeah. With yeah. which is cash because they're not nimble. They're not. Yeah. <laughs> but When it comes to cutting yeah, right. workforce, right? We're going to slash thousands of people. Yeah. and Okay. We're good. We fixed what we're doing. Small businesses. That's a challenge. Yeah. You know, in and, and that entry point salary now, where it's like. Yeah. Come on, guys. And, and we're kind of old school so in the way that we had to build our way, especially in TV. Like mm-hmm. You had to take your steps. You didn't start up here. right? And now they pushed up to here with an entry point job. Well, that's not an entry point salary, but if you want the person, you're forced to pay it. And it's, it's right. really backwards, but there's not really an out. Yeah. So you feel, you feel sort of trapped in that way.
0: Yes. Yeah. It's a little tough on the actual, like, uh, they always say, like, y'all can just pay your, your teammates more, et cetera, et cetera. I'm like... Well, I'm not charging more. So that's right. not how that's not how business works. Right? right? Yeah. Um, but you're right. You have to do it anyway for good talent. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, ah, oh, one of the things that we struggle with, and, and we got a jet right after this one too. Sure. But, um One of the things that we struggle with is we've we've done it, and um, sometimes you win and sometimes you lose. It's just it's just the fact of life, and it's all people. You know, sometimes you get a workaholic, or and not that's necessarily the best thing in the world, but sometimes you get somebody that works hard. Let's put it that way. Sometimes you get somebody that doesn't, and it's just, there's no consistency with that. I think it's a person-by-person basis with it. But guys, I feel like we could talk forever. Um, Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Um, We always like to sign off with a funny question. I think I have something today. Um, So my, my, uh, it's not really a funny question, but my question for you all is, if you could uh, do a video for any company, what would it be and
2: why? Oh, man. I wish we had got some prep on that one. Yeah, that's, ha, a, ha, oh.
0: that's oh. a tough one. Yeah, yeah. Business Marketing Solutions Group is not yeah. an answer. Right I Any, mean, he
2: talked about Apple earlier. I love yeah. I love their product videos. Yeah, uh, when they do, do launch yeah. Uh, yeah. of new stuff, and so yeah, I would love to be involved with those and, and that quality of what they're putting out. I mean, I love that stuff. So yeah, that's the one I'll throw with. Cool. Yeah,
1: I like the uh, when we talk about humor in yeah. videos, and and you look at the stuff uh, with Doctor Rick. Oh and, sure, in campaigns like that. Yeah, yeah, I think that would be fun. Yeah, you know, stuff along those lines. Like humor you know, stuff. You see the, yeah, you, you see those come out. It's a series of videos that. Yeah. It relates to real
0: life. Yeah. It's. Yeah. It's, it's spot on. Right. With what it delivers. Yeah, Christian, you're not out of this. What would you do? Oh me! Ha-ha. Oh man, oh, I, wouldn't even, I wouldn't even. I should have been thinking. Yep, should have been thinking. Have. I know mine, but it's a stupid answer. But ah, well, you go first. Okay. So. so mine, mine, there's a specific reason, but mine would be the Budweiser commercials because they, they're always like heartfelt. They're like puppies. Well, I love puppies, but yeah, <laughs> You're but they're a big Clydesdale fan. Yeah, but they, do, but they do the Clydesdale, but it's always like a, it's always like an all-American like feel-good story. You know, know right. what I mean? And it's just like. You always watch. I didn't drink Budweiser, you know, but you watch it and you're like, and you're you're like, that's an awesome commercial. Like you, all, I always remember them afterwards. Sure. I know your answer too, but oh, probably not. I, I would do the I would do the gecko off of uh, a. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep. Like it's, was, just, <laughs> it's just a trick. Keeps going, you know. You yeah. come up with something else cool and something else even cooler, and then I everybody the game, becomes yeah. like a. Oh, that's a good one too. Yeah. But they all it's fall true. in love with it, and they all like, oh, it's the lizard again, you know. Yeah. yeah I mean, my my answer for Christian was gonna be uh, Doritos. Oh, that'd be mm, good. So. <laughs> good ones, yeah. One I have this old picture. I might have show a black <laughs> for I'll show you guys off air. Uh, we might even thumbnail up for the video. But um, so we're like I don't know, 22 years old in this or whatever, and we were watching the Super Bowl and there was this funny commercial with a puppy and and a Dorito that you know whatever, and then Christian's like, oh look at me, <laughs> and I took a picture of it. So I have this old picture of Christian <laughs> with the Doritos. It was the one where the dog went around the sliding glass door yep. and had the bagger with his mouth. Yeah. The man was looking at him like he trying to Guys, was thank you so much for joining us this morning. It's yeah. been a great, great show. Thanks yeah. for having You're us. You're welcome. Appreciate it.